0: hey guys welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers and this is pat, o. pat how was your christmas
1: uh christmas was okay um well except for waking up christmas morning to news that there was a terrorist attack in tennessee
0: um yeah remember that that was uh well,
1: that was interesting when that whole thing cold. happened
0: yeah well yeah it, it, it was i don't feel like well and maybe it's because i've kind of been the last couple days been just kind of turned off of uh social media but I didn't feel like we knew a lot. I mean, I know it just happened, so like obviously we didn't know a lot. But like some things that were like obvious, like I didn't feel like we knew that there was that message playing the whole time, or you know, I don't, th- I didn't know that. I just knew there was a bomb attack or something.
1: I followed it pretty closely Christmas morning because it seemed, um, it seemed like it was going to be something. Like it didn't seem like it was going to be a gas explosion or something like that um and i i want to say that the one of the first deal uh, details to come out was the at least by that night where was the detail about the uh recording
0: about the recording yeah
1: but yeah it and it was
0: like two in the morning or something i mean uh, technically uh, it was technically christmas morning right i mean
1: right early maybe. that morning i don't know if it was it was necessarily that close to midnight i, I from the pictures it looks like it's dawn but i don't know if that necessarily
2: um, Stuff I don't
1: yeah or, or maybe that's just when the photographers got down there right that's true but yeah i mean the 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 fact that it was there was the recording telling people to get away i i think what happened was that night So I followed it during the day on Twitter, but like you said, I haven't, I don't really watch. It's very rare that I sit down and watch the news, the nightly news or anything. I more or less just get my news from Twitter. And sometimes that'll be overpowered by people talking about how much Wonder Woman sucked. Right. So like there was a certain point in the day where if you went on mind you this is also christmas day so i am trying to be a fucking dad
0: right like right live your life sure
1: right not like constantly be on twitter but there was a certain point in the day when like i felt like my twitter was like that was kind of put there wasn't any news with that that was pushed in the background and then the news cycle became holy shit wonder woman is terrible and but by that evening i did see uh somebody that i follow on twitter who is like a political commentator slash journalist do a multi uh, tweet kind of breakdown of what we know and what it suggests. And they pretty much laid out the narrative that's now become um, uh, what we know about the, what we know about what happened is that, you know, this wasn't somebody, this was clearly a terrorist attack because it wasn't about necessarily the loss of human life because they were trying to get people away. It was, it was, it was something specific to that AT and T building. Um, it's too, it, you know, before they knew that he was an ex, his dad was an ex employee, and he was really trying to take down the internet and sell reception in that area. Um, that this was gonna, that that was gonna be a part of it. That it was gonna be a domestic person. That it was gonna be someone that you know wasn't just some crazy person trying to murder people that there was a clear-cut cause that he was trying goal he was trying to achieve right and and that's pretty much everything that's come out like we know the guy's name we know that he was a conspiracy theorist we know that he had he was posted shit online about 5 5g and all that stuff his dad had worked at that facility um so yeah i mean it's it's interesting i don't know how much more info we're gonna get though i feel like this is probably all oh, we well they're probably
0: trying to make hear. sure that he's not part of some type of group or something like that to make sure that they're that that we're not going to see this again um until they share a lot And they probably don't want people to know that they think that um
1: that he's part of a group
0: yeah he didn't really act alone i mean he acted alone that day but he definitely could have been part of a group and this could have been organized by more than just him
1: right so, right. Well, I mean, I guess that's the thing is that like what what quantifies as being part of a group, part of a a member of a Facebook group, or you know some kind of a Reddit thread or whatever.
0: Well, probably any of those things. It's just as long as he organized with other people. you know, however, whatever the means was, in person or online or you know what have you. Um, you know that I I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a terrorist. So. <laughs> yeah i don't so know what that, people do, but the thing is is that like obviously this guy did it he's got some there's there's a very clear cut and dry motive we just they haven't told us what that is and there's a reason for that there's got to be because he's you know it just doesn't make any sense to do all that and not leave an obvious message behind so we probably no. Did.
1: well yeah no it's it, the the clear cut message was to take down that at&t building because that that facility was one of like the switching stations for the internet in that area um it it was that that it it wasn't like an AT&T office it wasn't like an AT&T store right it was it was like if you were to blow up like a power station in your area and it it takes down that that section of the grid that's kind of what that facility did
0: well right but why?
1: Um, because he was like a five G conspiracy theorist.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's connected to that. He didn't explicitly come out and say this is because of five G. You know what I mean? Like he he was making a he was making an obvious statement, and especially because he didn't want to hurt anybody, and that's clear. You know, until you know we like I said, I just I think that he's got to have some type of manifesto written somewhere or something. He's got to, and they probably know, and they probably have whatever it is he had yeah i mean he but he he took out he took all the money out of his accounts and gave it to people and gave people the like as assets and shit before he did this i mean this was in the making for a while um so i just i don't i just doubt that he's like oh just you know go ahead and guess (laughs) what this is about i think that he probably left a note or something somewhere and told someone something to where it was very obvious and like i said i think they probably they probably know what it is by now they just haven't reported it to the news yet because they might be i mean maybe it is related to some type of group and i don't know they don't want to cause panic i don't know um but either way i mean the guy's crazy (laughs) but i've heard a lot i've heard a lot of different things and seen a lot of different the the big conspiracy going around going going around about it right now is that he um he he was a plant for uh the democrats not uh, yeah the democrats because that at&t building something about fake ballots were there or something and they what? didn't oh yeah they didn't want to get caught they said that if you watch the video of it blowing up there obviously a missile hits it so the guy was already dead in the car and the rv when the missile hits and blows it up that's what people are saying i'm serious i'm dead serious that's what they're saying and they think that that's why they did this because it was some and i don't i haven't really i you know again i've been off of social media so i haven't really dug too deeply into it Uh, but i was on the i was on the dill stream last night and dill was talking about it and that's what he was saying and i was like and that's that was my reaction what so i went and looked it up and sure as shit that's what people are saying that's what they're saying it was a way
1: to destroy ballots can't you just use a paper shredder
0: Uh, right why would they do that why Why do you need
1: to blow up a fucking at&t communication center to burn paper stage this whole
0: thing well you right because you would think because that would draw even more attention to you you know this is this is national news now (laughs) like (laughs) right you know so uh it's it's obviously very silly um at least uh, things that i've looked into i haven't dug too deep yet but that's what they're saying that's what the claims are and uh...
1: now he was a nut job his dad worked there he knew it was a vital part of the uh communications infrastructure in that area and it, it obviously wasn't that well i mean i guess it was well thought out he pretty much accomplished whatever he blew up the truck yeah. so i mean i guess like mission accomplished there but i don't know if he um you know
0: he's mentally know ill what... for while. i mean everybody's saying that i mean people i right. knew that he was and you know, very nice, but mentally ill. But you know, nice didn't have anything to do. Again, the guy's goal wasn't to kill people. He went out of his way to make sure nobody died, except for sure. you know. And who knows? He could have killed himself while he's in the RV, and then when it exploded, his body parts, whatever. You know, that's that's fine. You know, maybe he was dead when it exploded. That's kind of what people are, are alluding to. But it wasn't hit by a missile. <laughs> Right. Like that's how do you different. even
1: do that in like a place with like tall buildings? Like you'd have to like come up and then come down.
0: Well, you know what
1: I mean? And like I don't know.
0: I mean there's people that I would think that
1: would be different. a pain in the ass to do the trajectory for. Uh,
0: yeah. You know? It just doesn't even make it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's it's well
1: people can say it. I mean, I don't know. I don't I wanna don't, doubt the newsworthiness of Dill's live stream. <laughs>
0: well dill doesn't dill wasn't saying that that's what happened he's saying that's what people believe happened yeah he was just kind of talking about it you know but uh yeah so i don't want to i want to make it sound like dill's a crazy person he's i mean he is but not in that way um but (laughs) dill's cool we like dill um but no you know so but other people a lot of people are saying that i mean it's not just like because i know because i was looking through some like comment sections of things today and and it, i mean i didn't look for very long but it there was a, cu- a couple of people that were like well this is for- by the democrats because they don't want to get caught in their election fraud and it's like oh my god your fucking guy lost get over it right. <laughs> it's just jesus christ not everything's a conspiracy guys so i you know I, that's a that's my opinion on it so yeah I did
1: it. you happen to hear about the uh the bowling alley shooting and Well,
0: uh, no, no, no because like i said i have not been on social media really yeah
1: so that's that's another interesting story from this weekend it was a uh, a gunman went into a rockford illinois bowling alley home of sheep trick not necessarily bowling alley but rockford illinois in general sure. <laughs> and well, probably uh, the bowling alley. <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't know they their, their if, if you know
0: <laughs> their origin story and,
1: right well, um but yeah ex-army ranger uh duke webb went in there and shot uh a whole bunch of people and killed a bunch of kids that were walking in there to pick up food and uh very crazy He'd been diagnosed with ptsd and uh got there at like seven o'clock on saturday and shot the place up pretty fucking good uh but it's interesting like this isn't funny but like it's just interesting when you read the uh like the accounts of what happened okay. is like there shouldn't have been anyone in the bowling alley bowling alleys are supposed to be closed okay the bar that like he walked into was supposed to be closed like those are not supposed because of covid you know what i mean and they're trying to act like oh they you know the bowling alley was closed but there was people there picking up food it's like goddamn this bowling alley in rockford illinois must be like the the food like i don't know if they live in a food desert or something I'm but I? the fact there was 25 people there that night picking up food when this guy walked in and uh started shooting up the place but yeah that's another another in a long line the guy had done three tours of As- in afghanistan and then uh was a green beret and walked into a and shot the fucking shit out of the place and targeted high school the high school kids first which is what? fucking dark the when day was, after christmas
0: when, oh the day after. this was the 26th oh okay well
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't know so it's not that i haven't heard about it it's just that it hasn't been there's been so much news coming out <laughs> the last mm. couple of days um you know we've got the the nashville guy we've got the bowling alley shooting we've got of course the stimulus going on and the new strain of coronavirus so <laughs>
1: yeah that's <laughs> fucking un- that's you know, not cool a week
0: yeah so i don't know 2020 is just going out with a fucking bang i'll tell you that it's not
1: yeah it's not good. and today's and a full one, you know i noticed that the other night when i was on my back porch having a cigarette <laughs> there was a full moon in the sky it's a so. full
0: moon and cancer even so it's it's extremely emotional so if you're depressed right now that's why it's not and probably the holidays also is for some people but yeah it's you know it'll be better it'll get better
1: yeah other than that like my my weekend and my christmas in general was pretty uh pretty low-key the kids were happy sure. um you know work it's kind of a trying time because the we're getting below freezing here in the midwest we got a shit ton of snow tonight so um that's always a bummer having to yeah, deal with
0: that, that sucks you're like you like almost kind of live in the future because like i know that snow's coming my way <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, we deal with that. We deal with that a lot because my my wife's family is in Fort Wayne, and oh, yeah. uh, my my son's there now. And like, we're like, okay, the weather we get tonight, they'll have to be driving in tomorrow afternoon.
0: Oh, you know, yeah, but, yeah right. I know yeah, exactly. So I'm not I'm not looking forward to that snow when it comes. <laughs> Hey, that's okay you know it's winter time we're we're midwesterns we're used to it
1: <laughs> right
0: stranger I mean, to that shit.
1: at this point yeah i try to i'm not one of those people that bitches about the fucking weather but it's just with uh whenever it gets below freezing for like multiple days i'm always like concerned about fucking pipes breaking and stuff and yeah that's kind of like occupies my mindset but yeah and i guess the, the other thing is like just trying to figure out like moving into uh the end of the um end of the year kind of looking forward to 2021 since this is our new year's eve special Yeah, uh, just looking at the next year and being like well what the fuck am I gonna do you know what I mean like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff kind of like I'm a plate and um looking at like what projects I'm gonna do what projects I'm not gonna do you know um you know Maybe I spent the whole
0: month as to what you have done
1: right but I mean like you know I spent the whole month of November doing that writing all that stuff for nanny Remoon. it's like okay well do i spend a couple months working on that
2: yeah
1: do i um i kind of really want to get back into filmmaking again you know this year we did the um did a movie for uh the 48 hour film project and that led into the second unit stuff on the people's joker so that wasn't you know in the middle of the pandemic you get two and a half film shoots oh and we're filming this weekend for uh my buddy's making a um a killer santa claus movie
2: oh. and
1: yeah and uh he's coming over and shooting some stuff where me and my kid open up a christmas present and there's a severed head in there and we scream it's just like a, a fucking cutaway scene it's part of a montage but um yeah so i mean i've kind of been active with that stuff this year too um and it's like you know there's always like okay well do we want to try to do something bigger in 2021 do i want to like write something do I want to you know use this kind of winter to like do pre-production and then film in the spring or whatever
0: right um yeah that's kind of where i'm at at the moment well especially with the documentary we're kind of on hold because of the winter right. and you know cuz most of the things that we do are you know outside so um <laughs> you know we're kind of just waiting um and uh, seeing what's going to happen but Yeah, we're, I mean, you know, but right now is the time for me to work on other things, and I've definitely got other things going on, so um, I don't know. I wish I could look that far ahead, though. I I just can't. I can't even imagine it. This year has been so weird. My sense of time doesn't exist anymore.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't, I'm not trying to, like meticulously plan out the next three months but like you said like if you know that like okay we're gonna we're doing this moth we're doing the mothman documentary we're probably not gonna film any new content with it till march Mm -hmm. right so then what could i do in january what could i do in february you know um right before the pandemic hit i had gotten back into playing um music again both with uh the christian rock band
2: and also
1: the uh i was jamming with my with some old bandmates um, and we were gonna put together a cover band or, or i don't know what the fuck we were gonna do with it but that all came to a screeching halt when, right. when corona hit yeah so now now that me and the drummer the drummer's a firefighter and i work in and you know i do what i do and we're both gonna get the vaccine pretty quick um so we're like well fuck once we both get the vaccine like we should just start fucking practicing a bunch
2: yeah you can and, you should yeah, yeah
1: you know and we're he wants to start a uh cover band called whiskey business
2: okay, okay.
1: like risky business yeah. and uh you know the the promo pictures will be us in our underwear tidy whities like you ever see that the, you, you have no fucking clue what i'm talking about right now do you no <laughs> tom cruise made a movie called risky business they fuck on the train where uh it's him and rebecca de mornay and his parents go out of town it's actually set in illinois like chicago suburbs and he hires rebecca de mornay who's a hooker to fuck him for the weekend while his parents are gone and she steals like this faberge egg and he has to get her back and they screw on an l train and there's that scene with old-time rock and roll where he slides out into the camera and he's got his tidy whiteys on and everybody
0: knows that scene
1: that's okay so that's from risky business and the idea for this band was called whiskey business and it would be like a rock and roll slash country cover band because country music's fucking big here in chicago if you can believe that shit and uh do that and then for the promo picture though we would m- mimic that scene from risky business with the three of us in our tidy whiteys and the sunglasses which is funny because you wouldn't want to see any of us in our tidy whiteies. Okay. but right. i don't know whatever it's <laughs> <You> can... <laughs> <laughs> spent way too much I don't time know what you're talking
0: that. about doesn't mean that other <laughs> people don't know what you're talking about jesus i'm at least trying to play the part i don't know <laughs> you
1: i'm sorry to put you in that position okay all right how was your christmas
0: <laughs> it was it was good it was a good time um Yeah, I mean, we did, we we have small Christmas with me and my daughter. My mom, she works in the medical field, so she always works on Christmas Day. So we plan a separate day to do that. And we we did that over the weekend. And um, it was pretty low maintenance, actually. Um, You know, I've spent the last couple of days really doing kind of a bunch of nothing. It's been weird. I don't, but at the same time, doing everything. It's strange. (laughs) um you know because i haven't really had time to like you know like i got some gifts and things but like i haven't even like i wanted to like take a picture and like show people my stuff because i actually got some really cool stuff um you know not trying to brag but just as a way to be like look at this cool stuff um but i haven't even been able to do that now i feel like it's too late (laughs) i've missed my mark (laughs) and you know but i haven't even like touched anything that i got and i'm like you know i got some like video games i got some movies and i haven't what games you get what what did you ask what games I got, or what movies, yeah, I got? What, what games, so we, oh, my games, yeah, so I actually got um I got odd world Abe's Odyssey, except it's uh odd world New and Tasty, it's a remake for the switch, um okay odd world is is a great game, um. It's basically about like an alien that's stuck in a soylent green type of situation. So,
1: <laughs> I remember the original on yeah.
0: the uh, So it's, the, it's just a remake of the original, yeah. And then I got um Room Factory Four for the Switch, so I'm pretty excited to get into some some nerding. And then, like I said, I got I got a couple movies and different things that I need to just you know deal with. And I got I got a bunch of books too, and I'm stoked about it. So. Um, my mom got me this which is surprising because my mom kind of doesn't take what i do very seriously um so <laughs> she's um you know she just doesn't like the whole mothman thing she's just like well there's mothman documentaries out there you don't you know you're not doing anything new i'm like okay so we don't talk about like the things that i do uh, you know for a living and like she doesn't quite understand like i know we were kind of getting into an, a political argument the other day and we were talking about how much i realistically work and it's basically my entire life all of my hobbies mm-hmm. are my job so that's all i do right and anyway but she got me this uh mothman sweatshirt and uh so that's pretty cool but it's mothman but then like on the background it's like rainbow colored like and then a black mothman in the center of like this rainbow circle and i'm like it's a gay mothman sweatshirt i'm like is this like my mom's way of being like i
2: know i support yeah <laughs>
0: because we've never i don't hide my sexuality at all and i'm not totally gay but i don't hide my sexuality at all i just don't we just don't talk about it it's just nothing we talk about so i'm like or is this just you know she just saw it and thought that it looked nice i don't know either way i'm gonna wear the shit out of it so
1: (laughs) that's awesome
0: but it was good no it was good um you know the family thing worked out well you know we we got some surprise gifts for my daughter so it was it worked out well um but it, it was a good time and then i'm doing a new year's eve party in a couple of days so um nice hopefully that hopefully that works out well Um, i'm a little nervous about it we definitely have a spike in numbers um but it's not it's it's just the usual suspects now i usually have a party for every single holiday that's my norm and it's always too many people and you know it's everybody i invite everybody and everybody comes and you know these parties this year aren't like that you know they're very 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 much scaled down it's always under 10 people so i mean can i call it a party i don't know but sure
1: of course you know
0: yeah i mean it's what people i care about it's people that i know take the guidelines and whatnot seriously i mean it to me it's fine (laughs) you know we're using common sense here it's not like we're just having a free-for-all because they all i'm high risk i'm very high risk so they all know that you know they can't come to my party if they've put themselves in some type of compromising situation so uh, mm. but i'm looking really forward to that it'll be it'll be nice to kind of let go of the uh of the year but yeah i haven't really done anything this week so <laughs> oh <well. laughs> nothing nothing uh, pertaining to work or anything i've i've had a lot of um new contacts lately um people are pulling me into the dog man and bigfoot world um thanks ryan um <laughs> and i'm just i'm way i'm so out of my league right now i mean uh, these people god some of them you know and and i i don't i really probably shouldn't make fun um but my god you guys some of you guys got to get it together like there's nothing in that picture that you sent nothing there's nothing there i promise (laughs) there's nothing there in that picture or that video
1: that's too vague at this point i'd ask you to describe the picture that you're referencing but i think the audience already knows that there's nothing there
0: just the blobs (laughs) imagine a picture picture with nothing there it's a tree right that's that's what it is it's a picture of a tree and they're like don't you oh you you can see it clear as day and it's like no there's nothing there (laughs) and uh you know and and these things are probably not nephilim guys get over that um (laughs) i just got Oh, that's interesting gotta put it out there a lot of people think that a lot of these creatures are are nephilim that's that's the popular belief and i'm like i'm just i'm blown away by it i don't, I don't
1: that's so how does that track because like there's nothing i when i think of like fallen angels or, or creatures with angelic dna i don't think of like anything that's like dog man is you know what i mean like yeah, that's
0: right. It, it, well because they can i guess they can shapeshift i don't fucking know you know I, I don't really know okay in all fairness i don't know how it all works yet i am trying to keep an open mind and learn but when i hear things like how big it, it was the bigfoot creatures that were the serpents in in uh the story of adam and eve that were tempting eve it just doesn't make any sense it doesn't
1: well yeah because there's nothing reptilian about bigfoot it's a bigfoot right. Seem to be the antithesis of <laughs> if you had to, if you had to pick three qualities to, to describe a reptilian i would think each one of those qualities that most people would mention would run completely counter to how you would characterize a bigfoot
0: yeah right, you know I mean? it, it, right. <laughs> exactly
1: fucking the hair like first and foremost like i don't know
0: big human-like body but long little skinny body uh, you know it's, a, it's weird so i you know i don't know i'm trying to keep an open mind i don't want to be that person because i i know what it's like to be proven wrong and i have been before but uh, guys i'm just not uh, um. well, what's interesting. Evidence, though? send me all your evidence please uh if you have stuff that you think it's going to rock my world and change my mind. I invite you to challenge me on it because I would love to see it.
1: Well, something, something that is kind of interesting to consider is that if you, list, if, if, you, if you follow the biblical story of the Garden of Eden, is that the way that we know serpents to look now is the way that they are made to look as punishment for tempting Eve with the apple right when when god realizes that adam and eve have eaten from the tree of knowledge and they say what the fuck happened and they blame it on the snake as a punishment god transforms the snake into its current form you're going to slither on your belly you're going to bite at the dust you're going to you're going to eat dust and you're going to bite at the man's heel and you're going to basically took away its arms and legs so then what did it look like before now some people say okay well that's a komodo dragon or that's a gila monster or whatever right, right? Sure. just those kind of like lizards that walk around on four legs and that's the distinction that's that's ancient man making the distinction between um a four-legged lizard and a snake right although some people say no that the serpent was a, a reptilian a lizard man a uh you know however you want to characterize it <laughs> they don't say bigfoot but that doesn't mean that you know it couldn't be have been bigfoot like and you know, that yeah yeah, and that, that was and that, that was what it was transformed into. So I don't know. Um really I think there's definitely some possibility. I'm sorry, go on.
0: I was saying, you know, challenge me. Bring bring on the evidence and I will absolutely look over it. Um and, and but you know, I'm going to compare it to my own things and <laughs> things that I've found to be what I believe are true. You know, but but I'm definitely I would say I'm probably the most open minded professional one of the most open-minded professionals in 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 the field um you know bring it to me and i'll look at it um but if someone could please explain it better maybe maybe there's something i'm missing i don't know i just but i don't see i don't see these things being fallen angels i just uh, religion for one kind of fucks up the whole science behind it and so you know but maybe i don't know maybe there's something i don't know about you know maybe there's there's hidden books that that are not there or whatever i don't know
1: well so, yeah there's the, the apocrypha the book of enoch and stuff like that
0: yeah um, there is and i haven't read those i'll you know I'll, I'll,
1: <laughs> i have they're very dry they're not so, necessarily they're, I, don't, they, I i,
0: I'm not I that. bought
1: them and was very interested i i actually this year i tried to sit down with them and i was like eh, who gives a shit um
0: like it's yeah it sounds interesting but i have the book of enoch i i it's boring it's right, boring as fuck. I can't sit down to read it. It's so boring. So I don't know. Um, one more thing I want to bring up before we we get into this. Keep forgetting about it, but it is very interesting. So here in Ohio, we have something um called the Serpent Mound. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, oh, one
1: hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so we've got that, and it's you know pretty big and famous, and it's you know basically a big um like a giant snake eating an egg that's like been kind of carved into the ground well probably not carved probably built up into the ground we really don't know a lot about it um i could oh i'm sorry
1: i was gonna say i could talk to you about it we could do the whole show on the serpent Mountain right now because i'm very uh, uh, graham hancock wrote a book about it well it features very heavily in one of his books but i'm i actually wanted to go there so fucking bad and, and it's not too far from fort wayne
0: We're going. Um, Yeah, we're gonna be. Yeah, yeah,
1: let me know because I would. I would be. I. I. I Bugging my wife about going to this thing forever. Um. But yeah, go on. I'm sorry.
0: So anyway, yeah. So so the Serpent Mound. uh, Well, we'll just you know for for story's sake for the moment for people that don't know what it is. Um. It right now it belong it pretty much belongs to the Indians or the Native Americans. I'm sorry. Um, and um. They you know, so they lay claim to it it's their it's their land, but it's a big historical figure because you know it probably came from them. And there's some theories about what it might be or why it's there anyway or how old it is yeah, there's a lot of you know up in the air about it so um they so so they're there, the Native Americans are there, and you know some people live on the land, and um a group of of i guess very extreme Christians decided to show up this past weekend and cleanse the place of negativity. And it caused a big old fight and <laughs> they left. Um, but, but yes, I mean, they were pretty much defiling sacred land, um, you know, when, when they were trying to rid the energy or whatever with prayer. I mean, that's kind of what, that's what that is. Right. I mean, it's it's like a turf war, isn't it? Like <laughs> between religions. <laughs> I
1: mean, I guess if you, if, if you're a native, yes, yes. Even though it's not it's, it's causing wrong. physical harm, if right. you believe in, in one story of its purpose then you could see what they were doing with their even though it's just like it's like two groups praying at each other and that seems to to an outside third party that seems kind of like well is anyone really fucking doing anything here but i mean if if you believe in it and if you're if you're if if you believe either side of that then you have to see what the other side is doing is running counteractive to your point that 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 site's very interesting because um you know, popular there Graham Hancock wrote a book about uh basically immigration to America and when um European and a- i guess Africa is like where mankind kind of started and then came through the Bering Strait and all that shit. Yeah. So like there's some debate over when mankind actually settled in the United States and most archaeologists will tell you between 15 and 20,000 years which that in and of, of itself runs counterpoint to what the fucking what fundamentalist christians think because of they right. think the earth itself is only 8,000 years old yeah um but people that kind of like okay yeah whatever they'll tell you that mankind settled in north america between 15 and 20,000 years however uh, there's evidence at that specific site to suggest that it's actually more closer to 100 to 150,000 years wow. that mankind came to North America. Yeah. But once again, you're 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 dealing with carbon dating and
2: yeah.
1: And, and, and exact science and there's also stuff there that um how you know the Great Lakes we talked about this in a previous episode, but the Great Lakes were formed with like by glaciers kind of moving south from canada right. during a warming period or potentially after a uh you know an uh impact event where something had hit the earth and it you know fucks with the weather and shit. so um there was kind of a great flood that happened across the united states and parts of the world and that's how some people think the grand canyon was formed and there's also evidence in those mounds like with the way that this, the soil is sat to suggest that this happened it's a very very interesting site Mm, um and it's not and it's nice because it's like one of the few areas that um is accessible to chicago it's not really that far away i think it's like a six hour drive or something and um using fort wayne as a stopping point when i was reading Graham hancock's book i was like we got to go here like it's not that fucking far away you know and it's public property it's like there's parts there's parts of it that maybe native american kind of own but
0: (laughs) you can't just walk on right especially right now with the coronavirus you can't just walk on the property
1: Right, because I think it's a national park too, isn't it? it, it or is. something.
0: Well, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's a landmark of sorts, so like it's protected. It's protected land, right? But there's trails and stuff all around it. I mean, there's other areas that you can go to around the the mounds, but you can't actually just go and uh, access it whenever you want to. Um, it has to be very, very special occasions. We also have these um, we have these other giant mounds here that are Indian burial burial grounds, <laughs> and. Yeah um so we have a, uh, I keep saying indian fuck man i'm sorry i'm trying i'm learning um but Dude, there's like 15
1: of them left and they listen to this show don't worry about it
0: <laughs> just i'm trying the native americans um but we have we have a lot of uh a lot of lore here a lot you know a lot of history uh here for that kind of stuff and so that happens to be just one of them and so it was so it was interesting because like i said the place is closed so like the group that 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 went there they were there illegally to begin with and uh <clears throat> they went and they were, you know, trying to pray away the the negative energy of the place because they think it's cursed. That's the, uh... that, you know, that's wrong. It's it's wrong because they're they're. It's already, you know, to the Native Americans, it's already seasoned with whatever history it might have. You know, right to disrupt it.
1: So. Well, that that's the American Midwest for you. It's one great yeah. big fucking Indian burial ground.
0: <laughs> really, the whole right. place. <laughs> you're right. <Yeah. laughs> Ooh, it's not funny. It's fucked up. It's wrong. No, it's wrong. especially
1: those mountains That's what we have. We yeah. have a bunch of those downstate, and you know, they're they're kind of all over the Midwest. But that's they're cool. The, I mean it's it's yeah. a cool
0: it's it's a cool place to go to, but it's it's still pretty because it is you know different than just a traditional cemetery but um you know it is it's still very sad so you know don't don't take your dead children there that's for sure and try to resurrect them because i heard it doesn't turn out well (laughs) did that just (laughs) that one just fell flat didn't it that's wow cool (laughs) i was
1: completely distracted by something oh okay sorry Um, (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's where they're look, watching porn while we do the show i guess right?
1: no 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 although you would, i i had the house to myself this weekend and uh, i figured out how to fucking just, like cast from my phone onto the tv in the back wow. room and oh my god it's a life changer <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking game changer man oh my god it was awesome
0: one of my exes did that with his roku so he's got you know roku's throughout all of his house and your roku's are all connected together like when you get one you they're all connected together so he downloaded this this porn app on there and you know so of course but he didn't realize that they're all connected together so it shows up everywhere in his dad's room and his kids rooms
1: (laughs) yeah i was i i that happens and that's that yeah. that happens to a lot of people and i knew so i actually last story then we can get to the short topic yeah. uh i knew i knew somebody and her dad was on dialysis and they were they were fairly well off they were kind of like rich people so he had his own dialysis machine in the house they had an extra bedroom where they put it in and shit right yeah So he he goes in for his dialysis treatment and uh, brings his his Chromebook or his iPad with him or whatever. He goes, like, all right, well, I got to go to dialysis. I'm going there now. They're like, okay. So he goes in there. And then, like, three minutes later, the TV in the front room just starts fucking switches over to, like, tit fucking porn or something. And her and her mom were sitting there watching it and the mom's like well like leave him alone he's going through a lot right now and she's like yeah i guess i mean he's in the fucking other room giving dialysis treatment like you know i guess we should let him watch his tit fucking porn like
0: sure sure well you know if your kids happen and you just be like oh i'm just watching national geographic
1: (laughs) hey man it's it's it's, that's a tough hour to sit through you know what i mean it's like if you want to sit there and you do what you got every at the end of the day we're all just trying to get by here
0: right and- exactly i yeah there's no i i've already said it i don't uh kink shame that's yeah that's no <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh- that's funny okay well how do we want to do we want to start this going current to backwards so we want to start earlier do we want to go you know we'll just i'll just get into it okay guys so one interesting thing about being human especially um since forever is that there's always been some type of speculation that there's going to be a doomsday right so we have the we have these um i mean it's predicted everywhere every every religious text has some type of doomsday um you know and then we have these events that happen that people are like oh my god it's gonna be the end we just kind of had something silly and we had you know the 21st came and went we had the christmas star and you know it wasn't quite doomsday but you know people thought there was going to be this big transformative event that happened and you know it didn't so (laughs) nothing happened nobody got superpowers um but you know this has been going on forever ever since we've we've been around we've always had some type of um event going on that's going to inevitably, inevitably inevitably be the end of the world and um you know it hasn't happened yet so, but Pat, you've kind of bit you've kind of had a thing for this, haven't you? This is kind of your this is kind of your bag, isn't it? Any yeah,
1: life? I mean, I think every I I read somewhere once that uh the reason people become so some people become pre, so preoccupied with the world ending is that they can't imagine it going on after they die. So, every generation or certain generations really do latch on to these apocalypse myths because it's almost reassuring to know that you'll be there when it ends because if it doesn't then it's just going to go on without you and some people can't wrap their fucking head around that
2: so it's almost
1: comforting to think that as much as some people yeah, some people might find, I mean, I was, as a kid, approaching the year 2000, I was I was 19, I was born in 1981. So I was 19 when 2000 hit. So I was old enough to have kind of lived life a little bit and kind of done that thing. And I had a lot of anxiety leading up to it because there was so much shit on the news or not the news, but like, you know, 14 entertainment or whatever media um, kind of making prophecies as to what might happen. And it was something that like, I guess, you know, you think about what's what what do you find more psychologically, psychologically disturbing, the fact that you're going to die, and the world and mankind will just march on completely fine without you, or the fact that you have to be there and have a front row seat, as everything burns and crumbles around you yeah i for one am perfectly fine with the party going on after i leave i i find that much more comforting than the idea of i have to sit here and watch the end happen That's true. yeah and some people aren't like that though some people want to and and maybe it's on a subconscious level and that's why it manifests itself so much in art and literature and stuff Mm -hmm. but like there's a part of us I feel like those are the two kind of poles that we're torn towards you know not wanting to see the end but kind of at the same time hoping that the end comes because then we we don't have to feel like our we we meet the same death as everyone else
0: right you know yeah well I, can, I mean I it's it's a, a definitely a much smaller scale but like my best friend you know we we talk about it a lot and we kind of fight over who's gonna die first because the, you know both of us are like well I have to die first because I can't live without you. So <laughs> but it's like a catch honey too because I don't want to die first and then know that you're just gonna be miserable. <laughs> you know, so we joke about that. It's it's like, you know, one one of us is gonna die and then the other one's gonna die shortly after. Um so you know, like mates. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's definitely that's true. That's that is an interesting perspective. I never thought about that. I just figured just from a religious standpoint alone i mean people know that you know it's coming you know and they believe that you know the end is going to happen at some point um you know they just don't know when um they just don't want to be the the bad guy when it does i guess i don't know um but you know it's it's going on forever and it goes on not just you know we have these huge events which is kind of you know these bigger events which is what i'm going to talk what we're going to talk about today um but then we have these smaller scale events like uh, for example, um, the Heaven's Gate people.
1: Yeah. Did you watch that documentary?
0: No. It's pretty good. I, I bet it is. I should I that's what I should have done. I don't know why I didn't. Um <laughs> I, I, I haven't done anything the last couple, nothing. Anyway, um, you know, but but that's a smaller, you know, that's a smaller group of people who probably genuinely thought that the world was gonna end, right? I mean, this is how they thought that they would get their salvation and you know, they went and committed mass suicide or whatever it was that they did um sure. but you know that's basically it and uh, you know but then we have larger events like the most the more recent was the you know the 2012 thing where everybody was talking about it um but you know we were i don't really know of of big events that predate um y2k that's that's the first one i remember i guess so in my lifetime i've had the two i don't know did you guys have something before y2k or
1: i mean there's the book of revelation which kind of was a consistent um i mean if you look at like nostradamus and and uh shit like that like there's there's people that thought that um you know kennedy being assassinated was one of the uh was was alluded to in the book of revelation right the three antichrists that are supposed to um that are supposed to rise up you know, uh, there were supposed to be three false prophets, and Napoleon was one of them. Hitler was one of them. And then I don't know who the third one, there hasn't been a third one, but they. Obama. You
0: know, was, <laughs> Obama right. for a long time.
1: <laughs> I mean, so there, yeah, there's always people try, there's always data that people try to manipulate sure. to suggest this and that. But anytime a
0: big event happens, I think a lot of people are like, is the end of the world? The coronavirus pandemic. Everybody's like, oh, it's the end of the world. It's end times. It's It's a plague.
1: Right. You know, or like so. the environmental collapse which i'm not i'm i'm not trying to say that i don't think that you know That's
2: fucking incorrect. climate
1: change is real and shit but i think definitely there were some dates that were thrown around with that that have proven to be not true and i think there's some people that you know people like to make predictions it's real sexy you know and uh the problem is is that eventually you're proven wrong or right you know but most of the time people are proven wrong and then they just make more predictions and you go from there people tend to you know uh we tend to be kind of forgiving i think when folks uh you know are wrong about the end of the world we don't hold it against them
0: yeah so i think so like i said i remember you know i I remember y2k i was i was alive um i was nine but i was here (laughs) um so i was i was very young so i didn't really have like a big understanding of like what was going on um all i knew was that will smith released an entire album uh based off of the millennium called millennium and it's probably <laughs> one of the best albums in the world um <laughs> legit just the roller legit. skate to it so yes i mean legit the the Willenium album it, that was the first cd i ever bought and uh <laughs> it was and and i still have it and i listen to it as an adult so um there's a little slice of my life People. Everybody that thinks that I listen to hardcore death metal. I don't. I fucking listen to Will Smith. <laughs> from, yeah, I guess from we... Um, but no, yeah, so so I just had a basic understanding of um, you know, kind of what was going on. I mean, of course, everybody was talking about it, and kind of more so what it was then was that um all of our technology was going to fail. It was all gonna shut off. I don't really understand why. Um,
1: so um the the y2k bug it was it refers to events related to the formatting and storage of calendar data for dates beginning with the year 2000 problems were anticipated some arose it's one of those things where you don't know if the whole thing was overblown and fabricated or if because we made such a big deal about it that we were able to resolve the issue before it got even worse
2: okay um,
1: I think overall the u.s. spent uh, no no the, the they the estimated cost was like 300 billion dollars was spent to try to prevent the y2k shutdown but um, and uh, about half of that was with the United States alone and we can look at like what actually went wrong and say well there doesn't nothing really went wrong to justify the spending of that money but the flip side of that is or did nothing go wrong because we spent the money right because okay. we you know, but it also kind of gave us a chance to overhaul our infrastructure and update things, you know, because at that point. So what happened was when computers were became like integrated into our culture and society and stuff like in the 70s, um, how they would record dates was just by using the last two digits of the year. Right. So sure. instead of putting in like 1988, they would just put in 88. Right. Well, and then when when you hit 2000. They were afraid that, especially like financial software um, or air traffic controller, things that kept dates, like where dates were specific in their programming, uh, that those would go back to the – think that it was the year 1900 and that there would be some kind of catastrophic failure. And there wasn't. But once again, was it because we spent all this time and money kind of – preparing things for this right well,
0: so did people just kind of run with that then because what i had always heard was that like all all the power grids were supposed to shut that we were gonna have no electricity and it was going to fling us into a very dystopian kind of world
1: right so like remind me to, before we move off this topic remind me to get to the Elks jones stuff um but i think what it was just kind of like this perfect storm where people were already kind of Hinky about the year two thousand and what it could mean um whether or not it was gonna was Jesus gonna come back there was supposed to be something about the positioning of stars above the pyramid and you know uh, there was all these different fucking theories right um and i in fact, I remember one special that Fox ran that uh suggested that in the 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 pyramid of Giza that there's like if you look at the way the shafts are built there's like a shaft that goes from like the main burial chamber up into like outside. And that's supposed to be how the souls or whatever escaped or went back and forth. And if you look, there's a break in the shaft every so many feet. And if you look at when it was born to where the shaft or when the, when the, when the pyramid was finished to where the shaft ends, it basically if you you know if every foot is a year or something that's i mean that's not right but like if every inch was a year then it's for two it's for like it the, the shaft comes to the end of the year 2000 right okay. okay and there's breaks in the shaft like when kennedy was killed and when the fucking moon landing oh, all this all the crazy shit right and i i remember watching the special on fox probably like in 1999 And them saying this means something will definitely happen in the year 2000 on on new year's eve and all this stuff and being like oh shit and then 10 years later seeing the same exact graphic used except that end of the shaft wasn't the year 2000 anymore that end of the shaft was the year 2012 like I mean, they're recycling the same shit. I remember seeing this fucking 10 years ago. They're just
0: wrong about our calculations. It was actually this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, so that there was all that kind of like paranoia and shit about the year 2000. And then on top of that, you had this legitimate issue like this like scientific issue with like these computers and there's a like, technological crash that could happen um computers were still relatively new but not every, they weren't like in every home it wasn't like today where we all have super fucking phones so people were already kind of leery about the integration of technology and society and then the chance that like you know we spent the past 20 years trying to shove this shit down everyone's throats and put a computer in every home and automating everything and now there's a chance that it could just fucking turn off like that and the banks are going to stop working and they're going to lose all our money
0: yeah Um, right it was like everything would is was you know put on this that you know it was it was very interesting i mean like i said i really didn't understand it uh you know so of course as a kid i was i was nervous about what would happen but i couldn't i don't even know what i was doing that night you know what i mean i don't remember when it when it went over when it rolled over to 2000 (laughs) so it was so insignificant you know um because nothing happened (laughs) but i remember you know being worried that something might so I don't know but it was a very you know to me in my mind maybe I glorified it a little bit more than what it was or what it was being talked about or maybe it was just my family environment Um, but it seemed to be a pretty a pretty big deal for people Um, so that's you know I think that's interesting
1: yeah that was the the y2k bug um is is how they referred to it that to me was was the x factor and i know i mentioned this on a previous show but i already kind of knew that as far as like supernatural chicanery goes that 2012 was going to be the year to watch out for um so i i didn't think the pyramids were going to open or the aliens were going to come down or anything like that yeah um i i thought that if any of that was going to happen that 2012 was when it could happen However. With uh the power grid shutting down or or, or anything, you know, um, that 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 could happen because that was technology based, and that was because of man's hubris and oversight. And those things can come back and bite you on the ass at any given time, you know. Yeah. So, and it it didn't, yeah. you know. They, they they I did some research on it, and you know, like I said, America spent. They estimate that three hundred billion was spent worldwide on preparing for Y two K and um there was countries such as italy russia south korea did relatively less than we spent half of that budget we spent 150 million billion dollars on preparing for this shit and you have other countries that would spend 13 or hardly anything at all and at the end of the day the united states experienced no more or less issues than say italy or russia right so it, it kind of it, the whole thing in general fizzled out um But at the same time, you know, we don't know if it was, if maybe we prevented some stuff. Was it money well spent? Was it a preemptive alarm? Um, Maybe the lack of problems that we experienced worldwide stems from the fact that we spent so much time getting prepared for it. And, uh, you know
0: yeah yeah I mean so so 2012 was kind of more my thing because I was I was you know by that time I was I just had my daughter so I was like 21 or something like that you know when it was approaching but it it was a couple of years like I remember people talking about this like all the way back in like 2009 and um around that time in my life I was very embarrassing and I was (laughs) i was really um i i was really big into like uh the deep web and a lot of the shit on there there's a lot of really interesting stuff on there but there's also a lot of bullshit on there and so i was really into like this new world order thing and you know basically what the illuminati and shit is now you know and um so i mean it it it, kind of held a lot of water my best friend's brother was really into this um and he was you know always the older brother we all looked up to him so he he was really all about it he thought for sure the world was ending on <laughs> in 2012 and um you know i kind of type
1: of what type of ending or
0: well you know so so it was all based around this specific star or planet or something the
1: Baru Planet X.
0: Yes. And how it was going to collide with us, and it lined up with the end of the Mayan calendar, and it was just sure. you know, divinely guided. And yes. And so what's interesting is that, you know, Pat and I, we kind of, you know, we try to get the show together a little bit before. And, you know, Pat had mentioned me researching, you know, and doing sp- talking specifically about 2012. And so I'm like researching it, and there's really not a lot on it, and and I'll get to that in a minute. But um, like you mentioned that planet or Planet X or Nebru or Nebru or whatever it is, couldn't find anything about it. <laughs> it was wild. Anyway, so yeah, at the time, you know, a lot of people really bought into this. NASA was putting out articles. They're like, well, the world's not going to end because of this, this, and this. You know, which of course they'll say that they don't want you to panic, and when the world's ending, you know, if they right. do, they probably wouldn't tell us, you know. But um, it was it was a big thing, and I worked at, which I I think I might have talked about on the show, or maybe I just talked to Pat about it in passing. But I know I've mentioned it. I worked at a call center at the time, and yeah. uh, and the job was calling people, do doing cold calls to get donations on behalf of conservative Christian views and you know the fuck that we'd had a script that we had to read off of and it was fucked up it was like oh the end is coming it's you know it's it's December now you need to pay us $300 to you know buy your salvation or God's not gonna let you in heaven and all kinds was fucked up it was wrong I mean that's not exactly what it said but that's what it was implying <laughs> so <laughs> it was uh it, it was it was wrong but anyway um so yeah I mean it was a it was a big thing and you know, and then of course the twenty first rolls around and nothing happens, and and we're still here. But what's interesting about this, and I've wanted to talk about this on the show for a while because I, I think it's it's pretty neat. Um, is that there is there is a theory out there that the world did end in twenty twelve? Have you seen this? No, no, you have not. Wow! So twenty twelve was also the year it was a huge sign. There was a huge scientific discovery and that was the the higgs boson yes that. the hadron collider yep and so what people think because you haven't really heard anything about it since then right it was a it was a big deal and they're like we're making many black holes over here we're gonna make a mini black hole and then now you don't hear anything about it so what they think is that they turned on the Hadron uh, the Hadron collider and it made a black hole and the black hole sucked everything up here right and so the reason why we still have consciousness is a couple of theories maybe you know maybe we died maybe we're we're in hell maybe we're in heaven you know maybe we were shipped off to a different universe and that's it, it explains the the mandela effect and why we have these false memories because we were moved into a different dimension um but it it, it really goes into like great detail it's pretty amazing but one of the first things that that they had and it, it's just a twitter thread it's just somebody on twitter that threw all this shit together and it's great um but I'll send you a link to it so you can read it but it's long um but you know what they said in the beginning of it was that they were thinking about how back in 2012 everybody was talking about the world ending and now you know nobody really talks about that anymore but then when you go try to look stuff up about it it's it's kind of hard to find there's really nothing about it you know and and there isn't that much there really isn't when you look up like 2012 even if you look up 2012 conspiracy it's like about like the elections and just other stuff you know that's that's what you get first you know eventually you'll you'll find the other stuff it's out there but you know it, it is kind of strange and so it's like well you know is that because they know what they've done and they've hidden it you know i don't know it's a very <laughs> I think it could be
1: because, like, just the 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 algorithm of the internet, like you know, stuff that's what was trending. What was trending in twenty twelve? Fucking yeah. twenty twelve. What was trending in twenty eleven? Twenty twelve. You know, all this stuff was it, it, it was in the forefront of our minds, and it was it was kind of like this collective apprehension that's about true. what's going to happen. And well what's interesting is that, like, dude, like th- th- it very much became a marketing tool because listen yes. i knew about it because of the invisibles which is a which is hopefully we'll get somebody an upcoming show we'll have some, one of the guys from that podcast on the king Mobcast. if if you're gonna listen to two podcasts if you are listen to one podcast each week listen to ours you can listen to a second one there they have a monthly podcast but listen to theirs where they break down episodes of the uh issues of the invisibles comic which i fucking Absolutely adore. That and very um
0: smooth. That was a good plug. <laughs>
1: right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh but yeah, so so Grant Morrison was talking about the twenty twelve phenomenon back in nineteen ninety seven seriously um so you were saying
0: that before yeah that you, you yeah for a long time
1: yes so so that was it was always there but when you like listen there's a lot of fucking conspiracy theories out there there's a lot of doomsday scenarios they didn't all get turned into movies with fucking john cusack okay yeah. there was people pop culture saw it as a branding opportunity right we had all survived 2000 but i mean how many people fucking sold books because of the because th- of the year 2000 because the millennium right yeah that's true how many there was a lot of money to be made there was a lot of fucking shit to be shilled and i think with 2012 they just saw an opportunity to do it again and they did it they made a fucking movie that made a lot of money and a lot of cranks uh a lot of coast to coast am people guests uh sold books that have since been seriously outdated now you're saying like why why are those why is the internet no longer filled with people trying to sell their books about how the world's going to end in 2012 because it didn't right and if i was an author that wrote some bullshit about how a fucking phantom planet was going to smash into earth in 2012 and then that and it so i sold a shit ton of copies in 2010 and 2011 well you realize that the marketability of that product is going to peak in 2012 because yeah. once it doesn't fucking hit no one's going to want to read that book anymore and if i was the author of that book i would try to bury it as much as possible because it makes me look like the fucking fraud that i am so all these articles all these youtube videos all these books which are nothing more than fucking pdf sold on amazon anyway uh all this stuff that was generated leading up to it the fact that it's now completely like not there makes sense in a certain to a certain respect because it's no longer valid. In fact, it's been proven fucking untrue. And yeah. any claims that are made in there of people that say, I have inside information or my calculations show me this. Well, apparently you were fucking wrong. All those people were wrong. All those people made a lot of money preying on people's insecurities and fears about, and apprehensions about the end of the world. Yeah. And if I was them, I would take whatever money I made, fucking tip my hat and fucking sign offline you well, know what i mean
0: i mean i know because we were uh, the, the the church was profiting off of it you know? sure <laughs> you know so they definitely were playing that card up but then like I don't, i'm not sure you know the church is just like oh well not yet i guess <laughs> but it's coming
1: <laughs> can i you know what actually the, i kind of wanted to bring this up when we were doing the y2k bug so uh back when this happened alex jones was um
2: That's right yep
1: yeah he he so he was a he was a radio show Uh, host out of austin texas he wasn't super famous but um he was getting some traction and uh he was doing uh like a live show that night and uh he was making a lot of outrageous claims about what was going on trying to incite this type of panic so here's here's a direct quote from alex jones on new year's eve 1999 or or right after midnight after the Y2K, if we had crossed over and supposedly the Y2K bug was taking effect. This is, this is from Alex Jones and he goes on to say uh, cash machines are failing in Britain and now other European countries. They're finding large amounts of explosives in France. Vladimir Putin who is known as Vladimir the Ruthless, using all his profanity on national TV, you name it. We won't read the profanity here, but we've got it. This person is on an unbelievable power trip and resembles a demon. He is a creature from the IMF and the World Bank and international communism. He is a former former KGB head, and this information is vital, ladies and gentlemen. What we're seeing is the new world order really come out in force. More wars have been made in the past 50 years. More wars that have been... And in the past 50 years are going on right now. The war in Chechnya is raging and Rosny with reports of hundreds of thousands dying. Uh, there's 20 to 40 civilians trapped in the city russians are being shown. okay he goes on that's kind of bullshit he talks about russia for God, russians uh, i'll shit. give you the first news on y2k the newest developments the pennsylvania nuclear power plant has been shut down one of the main systems transferring the power from it failed but they say it's not a y2k problem and the things are happening here in texas as well the shelves are empty of water and some gas stations are running out of fuel here in central texas and in minneapolis minnesota shortwave radio is basically done ladies and gentlemen it went right off the air as i went on Um. So it's like he, this was him on the air trying to, uh, the, trying to like drum up all this fucking panic. Yeah. Here's wow. another quote from him The occupational government in Washington, D.C. has set up a huge 50. 50- million command bunker hooked into all the FEMA boxes that can take over shortwave broadcast communications of AM and FM stations. Police and military on high alert running around looking for supposed boogeymen and terrorists under every rock. Militaries are highly visible now. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are trains of military equipment moving into Austin. Two nights ago on Wednesday night, Fox News reported the airport will be used as a massing holding facility for troublemakers or rioters here in Austin that has no history of riots uh the currency is plunging egyptian like he goes on and on and on i'm not gonna read all this shit but like it's fucking crazy and none of it was true or it was all completely fucking skewed yeah to to make things seem more dire more dramatic more apocalyptic because that's what kept people listening and paying attention and tuned in and that's kind of what led this like alex jones and i like alex jones too don't get me wrong i like a, i like a lot of i like his style you do his,
2: like alex jones
1: i mean not like i don't have like a t-shirt but like i don't hate him i don't think he's you know the sandy hook thing i know he gets a lot of shit for that and that was definitely in bad taste but um you know there's something i uh, there there's something to be said about these false flag i don't want to say it. i don't want to say it. i don't i don't think that sandy hook was faked but i i will say this you know whenever these things happen um it's interesting that like the guns are not being taken away from people like like there's been no gun control if you think about how many like yeah. all the school shootings there's not very been true. one fucking change one change you know what i mean nothing nothing yeah and we just had a shooting in uh like we just talked about at the top of the show and and yeah you know rockford and well,
0: what's fuck we're come from that? Over last year alone i mean jesus it's, it's, it, was, it was i mean this time last year uh, a mass shooting was just normal it was sick
1: yeah i mean i live in chicago so we we know a thing or two about gun, gun violence <laughs> you know <laughs> um but yeah so anyway the alex jones thing he, he said he said some banana stuff but i think as an entertainer he's he's second to none and as far as um you know his some of his conspiracy shit um i think some of it's pretty bananas it's 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 always a good listen
0: he can Um, sell a paper that's for sure is that you know what even if he's saying complete bullshit even if he has a bad take people will still buy it just to read it just to poke fun at it his so
1: energy he, is kinetic it's it's well, very he definitely
0: he's definitely got got marketing down to a tee. Yeah. so you know yeah. that's that's for sure but the shit that he says man is just
1: he, he knows how to sell the sizzle
0: yeah i guess so. <laughs> so it's not terrible you know i understand it's hard in this in in this field because if you you'll get people that um you know people just criticize you because what you say it just goes against the grain it's fringe you know so it's um so of course you're gonna have people that that are like oh fuck that person you know i hear a lot of people talk talk a lot of shit about joe rogan but i like joe rogan you know he's not he's he i think he's pretty fair for the most part and um you know but it's just because of what he's saying that people don't like and so it's like well so you'll get that but then you got people like alex jones that's just like guy okay you know you can't he hurts he hurts the field more than anything because he's so outrageous
1: Mm, i i think there's that's partly true he takes big fucking swings he does but there's times that he's been there's times that he's been right there's times that listen you know what a a good combining those two things a good thing is and granted i do not listen to Infowars. i am not i am not one of those people But listen to him on Joe Rogan, because when he's on Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan will, every time he makes one of these outrageous claims, they'll stop, young Jamie will pull up the fucking internet, and they'll fact check it. And nine times out of 10, whatever Alex Jones just said is fucking 100% spot on. And that other one out of 10 times when he's not, he's it's just him giving way to hyperbole you know what I mean it's it's just him kind of like okay well I understand why you're saying that but you know you're not he's not lying but he's just definitely skewing the truth to represent whatever point he's trying to make but the other nine out of ten times the dude's 100% fucking spot on
0: I mean the guy can't Pack people in public like he can't he can't do that shit either like he's crazy he's he's kind of I think mentally there's something wrong with him I don't know if he's just been pushed to the edge I don't know if he's I, I don't know what his deal is but you know his his demeanor is just not good
1: yeah well he's high energy he's manic but that's <laughs> yeah whatever I've story.
0: Done, yeah. dealt with
1: that shit before that's nothing new to me crazy doesn't scare me like it scares some people unfortunately
0: <laughs> that's true uh, I mean I wouldn't say it's scary it's just I don't know it just it, it, he loses the respect because of shit like that and it's like don't do shit like that guy and people would listen to what you have to say like
1: <laughs> well I don't but I don't know if they would I think that I think I that know. I, you know what I mean I'd almost argue that point I, w- I would say I don't know if they would because I think that you know he's almost got to be that outrageous just to get your attention so you listen to what he's saying if he sat there and he politely raised his hand or tried to conduct himself like Tom Brokaw it might not go over as well and he might kind of be lost in the shuffle and it's this larger than life persona that kind of gets the spotlight on him and then while you're paying attention to him now he can tell you whatever whatever he's trying to get out there and I don't think he's he's made any you know the truth the Sandy Hook thing was fucked up and I get that but at the same time i don't know i think if you honestly don't believe that this is real that that whole thing if you think that whole thing was staged then you're not thinking about the parents who's who just lost a child right if you're really believing that this was a false flag operation then you're not listening you're not thinking about the parents that just lost a child and i think he got too caught up in the possibility of that being a hoax to really stop and consider well if i'm wrong about this There's somebody that just lost a fucking child. That's that's being now. They're gonna hear me saying, in the echo chamber that is the internet, people repeating me saying that your child was never real and that this is all fake. You know what I mean? And that's that's fucked up. And that's 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 a that's a a tough thing to be wrong about. You know? I I don't know if that was like
0: a turning point for people following Alex Jones, but like going back to like the original point that you were saying about all this is that, you know, the guy during Y2K was live and was causing mass panic. Just <laughs> mass panic. Yeah, you're right. I, know. I mean, he's I know. Lying, you know, straight up. So it's like, so, so it's, it's, it's every, I think it's everything together. And maybe that was just the, I haven't, I don't follow Alex Jones. So I really don't know. Um, but maybe that was the tipping point for people was, you know, when he was like, well, all these kids didn't die. That was bullshit. So, well, you I... know, with, that's a story for and maybe we'll cover it one day um i will but, i
1: will say this i will say this hold on hold on the one thing that like he said about like you know oh there's there's a the fucking po- nuclear power plant in pennsylvania that went offline it did it did go offline
0: okay well that's but uh, oh, so he so it came he,
1: back on 15 he, he minutes he later
0: one thing <laughs>
1: no no he came back on 15 minutes later he was just, and like i said it's hyperbole it's fucking sensationalism and,
0: which i don't blame him right like again the guy knows how to sell a paper but he just doesn't you know he did de- he's just dishonest about the way that he does it and i think he knows that he is you know that's why he's made so much money um doing it you know so that's (laughs) that's one of those things and but then there's people that will either genuinely believe what he's saying and and say that everything that alex jones said that night was true it was just covered up by the government and (laughs) they will they will you know die on that hill um or there's people that are like great this guy's obviously crazy so when people come to me and start talking to me about like possibly legitimate things i'm not going to listen because it's like alex jones so it it does hurt the community um when you have when you have people like that and and it's unfortunate i mean but there's you're going you're just going to have people like that no you know no no community is is without its um reaches i guess
1: (laughs) yeah let's let's zoom out and talk about a meta topic here like i think one of the interesting things about apocalypse conspiracies is that they're the easiest they're the most easily proven wrong
0: they, right because because they never the happen, fucking
1: yeah. world is still here except for in your higgs boson fucking snafu thing but it's like mean,
0: i like that right because it's different it is it, it right. still implies that that the world did in i mean it's Maybe it, but, it did
1: happen and we just don't know yeah, but
0: people, right
1: <laughs> think about how many think about how many people and this is in 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 crypto especially um make claims that um necessarily can't be proven wrong but yeah. I, I i think the same instinct that creates that that propels somebody to write a fucking book about 2012 <laughs> to try to sell when they don't have any fucking proof of any of this shit and they know that one they know that the bubble's going to pop at some point just like the dot-com bubble just like the real estate bubble there was a 2012 bubble with all these fucking crack hacks that wrote these books that were full of fucking shit and when they would by the time that bubble burst they took the money and ran anyway well maybe there's a dogman bubble too or maybe yep. there's a fucking bigfoot bubble or maybe there's a mothman bubble where these people can because it, it'll never be it'll never be disproven the way 2012 was yeah. there's never an expiration date on that carton of milk right. right yeah so you can you can create this media that's never more than like half-baked research and conjecture anyway because you're not out you can't really fucking prove any of this stuff once you start trying to make a dime off this shit aren't you just as bad as everyone else because like i mean unless you're doing it for entertainment purposes anyway but if you're trying to you know like if you're trying i guess that's why like cryptozoology and so much of this stuff gets a bad rap and that in the halls of science is because how much science is it really
0: yeah well
1: it's not you know
0: Um, i would argue that but (laughs) i think there is science behind it but you're right that the unfortunate part about it is that the science the only way that the science benefits and you could use it in this type of field is to prove that something is legitimate and does exist you can't prove that it doesn't so so in this case the absence of evidence isn't the absence of truth
1: The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is from the boondocks. I think it's from something else too, but.
0: I don't know what it's from. I just, I, I, I didn't know that was a it might be a
1: Donald Rumsfeld quote. I could be wrong. I don't know.
0: I mean, I, I'm sure I've heard it somewhere in my life to yeah. pop it off, but uh, legitimately that was, uh, that was on the fly, so.
2: <laughs> right
0: but but it's true you know you know so we can't so you're right because we can't disprove these things it, you know they are kind of cash cows because we can just continue to profit off of them and whatever and, and that's absolutely uh, true i would like to know um because you know i was like while i was doing the research on the 2012 thing i was trying to find like youtube videos well there really aren't any there's not they're not there right but you know youtube wasn't really it was you know it was starting to emerge but it wasn't nearly like it is now people didn't watch it like they do tv like they do now um but you know thinking about what you were saying you know there's these people that write these books or whatever and and they know inevitably it's going to be proven wrong it's bullshit right except maybe some of these people really thought that it was going to end and i'm very curious if you you know, I don't know. The show's getting there. You know, maybe it's going to be a couple years before it really gets there. But if you're one of those people that wrote a book about this or made some type of content about 2012, what wh- what are you doing now? You know what what did that do to you? Did you believe that this was legitimate when you put that content out there? Um, and then maybe it's messed with you a little bit. I'd, I'd like to hear about it. I'm very curious. Um, I wish I would have thought of that before we did the show. <laughs>
1: well i mean you know what that might not be a bad idea is to like kind of like target research these people find somebody that wrote the book and then reach out to them and say hey do you want to talk come on and talk about it
0: yeah and we'll, we'll
1: be that. respectful and cool but like obviously you were fucking wrong
0: obviously and- right obviously they were but like i said Pet, maybe they really believed that the that this was the end of the world and so you know who knows what kind of earth-shattering truth they they had to live when they woke up on the 22nd <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I you know what? Honestly, I think that's a I think that that type of character study is something that that would be better. I think you're gonna find a better exploration of that in fiction than you ever would in real life, you know what I mean? Like, if you think about like a character, like a it That's a better story to write than have told to you because uh, chances are you're not going to find that many repentant soul searching, you know, 2112 hacks, you know, they probably just moved on to the next thing and changed their fucking name or used no an alias and yeah, then wrote a different I, I mean,
0: even ebook if that, like,
1: about something else
0: even if that's the case i would like to know you know what what was the thought process behind it, it was just quick money were you intending on making a career on it afterwards i i want to know all of it oh every sign so i mean gosh if you want to be relevant again here's your here's your chance to do that i'm giving you a platform <laughs> come on the show. We'll, we'll have-
1: and we'll offer you anonymity if you want to come on and, and not say who you were and what you wrote but just come on and be like yeah i wrote this bullshit yeah ebook absolutely. and it sold on amazon and fucking took off because i came up with a good title
2: yeah yeah
1: you know and now i write now i write dinosaur erotica <laughs> or fucking whatever. That's
0: what a lot of people seem to do they seem to go to the i point. write
1: slash fiction about the supernatural brothers porking each other in the back of that <laughs> fucking chrysler whatever you drive around no, I
0: mean, yeah maybe you wrote a book maybe you contributed to a website maybe you just i don't know maybe you contributed to forums who knows whatever it was at the time that, that you were doing that you were profiting off of this um you know and and whatever the case is now whether you were you know shell-shocked when when it didn't happen or whether you knew it wasn't going to come on the show we'll talk to you yeah i'd have some questions i think that would be really fun so (laughs) i guess i'm kind of sad i didn't i didn't think of that before vetted people to get on because i'm sure i could have found somebody um but we'll we'll figure it out we'll 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 revisit this topic again i think um Well, you know for the near future what do we have right now do we have any do you know if we have any upcoming doomsdays
2: yeah no
1: but one thing I wanted to talk about, because that's kind of what propelled me to want to do this topic, is uh, the movie Greenland that came out um, a couple weeks ago. I don't even know when the fuck it came out because there's no movie theaters anymore. But it's it's on video on demand. And it's with Gerald Butler, Scott Glenn, and that uh, the prostitute chick from Firefly, uh, the companion or whatever her name was. But um, it's your basic, like, you know, there's an asteroid or there's a comet that's going to fly by Earth. And uh, debris from the comet is going to rain down and cause mass destruction. And there's one specific bit of it that's going to hit at the climax of the movie and basically be, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? A global killer or whatever, you know, what? a mass extinction event, right? Um, and the reason it's called Greenland is because uh, the characters are trying to get to Greenland where there's underground bunkers built. And the main character, Gerald Butler, he's been selected to survive the uh, cataclysm by the United States government, the Department of Homeland Security, because he's a structural engineer. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the movie is them basically trying to get from I don't know where the fuck they're at, Atlanta or something, to to Greenland. Um, and it was a good movie. I mean, it was it was way it was it was very very good, uh, and it's getting good reviews too in the internet. You know, on, on film Twitter, um, what what I found kind of interesting about it was that it's kind of in the same vein as Deep Impact. There's a couple similarities with that one. I, I, I'm sure you saw a Twitter poll that I put up today, trying to get people to vote on Deep Impact versus Armageddon. And oh, uh,
0: I didn't know there was a Twitter poll.
1: Oh yeah, I put up some Twitter polls earlier, asking people oh. their favorite Roland Emmerich. Uh, disaster movie and i think independence two was in the lead independence day two was in the lead at 34 percent, and uh then i asked people to vote on deep impact versus armageddon which probably you might be a little bit too young to remember that but both those movies came out basically right on top of each other
0: i've never seen deep impact i have seen armageddon
1: well armageddon deep impact is kind of intellectually the better movie um armageddon is a michael bay movie and it's got the song it's got a song that basically everybody who was that age had a it was like you have a significant other in high school that that song was you know tied to or whatever but uh deep impact is kind of the better movie um armageddon was a little bit uh, the better phenomenon but deep impact uh to talk about that movie for a second has to do with a comet or asteroids coming towards earth and uh there's a there's a space crew that's going up to try to blow it in half or whatever uh but there's also um an effort to get people in underground bunkers and once again there's a lottery system which is something that i want to talk about in this segment um and elijah wood has been selected because he's an astronomer he's actually the person that discovered the asteroid in the first place he gets selected to go into the bunker and um the 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 the, at the end they split the asteroid in half the the space mission is partially successful so there's not necessarily the planet killer it it gets split in half that kind of veers off to the side however there's a fragment of it that still collides with earth and creates a deep impact and uh there's a scene with him on a dirt bike uh chasing and a tsunami chasing him up a hill and he he gets up the hill and then the tsunami doesn't get him or whatever (laughs) it's kind of goofy but uh it's not a bad movie it's not a bad movie so seeing greenland is kind of what made me want to talk about this because um i love movies and apocalypse movies are kind of very visceral and very entertaining especially with special effects being what they are today um but the two things that i wanted to talk about that are uh especially specific to both greenland and deep impact is the idea. And they don't really dwell on this with Greenland, but it's definitely a plot point in deep impact they defi- they 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 traffic in the idea that the government knows that this is going to happen, and they're already taking precautions to save as many as they can, or however many they decide they're going to save right and this kind of ties into 2012 the movie 2012 as well the Roland Emmerich movie right mm-hmm. where they're building the arcs and they're trying John Cusack's trying to get his family into the uh, Himalayan mountains where these arcs are waiting and it's a lot of rich people and it's a lot of fucking whatever and those are the people that are surviving right well um that's kind of interesting as like is this something that exists? Do we have contingency plans in place in case something like this happens in the future, right? And I don't know as far as, you know we know that there's underground bases. We know that there's bunkers. And this is just part of, for contingency plans with government, right? If there's a nuclear attack, if there's anything, right? But if we're talking about large scale bunkers, large scale underground military installations for housing large segments of the population, we don't know if those exist or not, right? But we do know that in Norway, there is the, and I'm going to mispronounce this wrong. I'm not even going to try to say the name. There's what's known as the Global Seed Vault.
2: Are you familiar <laughs> with this?
1: The Global Sea Vault? You know what this is? No. Okay. So in Norway, they built uh, this giant uh, vault, basically, that is partially underground and stores over um over 90,000 uh i'm sorry 400,000 uh seed samples from every type of every type of flower crop tree everything from all over the world right and um it's built into like a mountain yep. and this is there as a contingency plan in case anything happens that destroys Mankind's environment will have these seeds for all time and we can access them at any time. Right. So if they're gonna go to that length to protect our food supply and protect plants, it stands to reason that th- there could also be measures in place to save to protect people. And this was also something that was suggested in the Coast to Coast AM Area 51 caller, uh, from like last episode or the episode before, whenever we brought that up, right?
2: Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, last, not last, episode, last episode was Christmas, so the one before that. So yeah, the idea that there could be these underground installations all over the, all over the world for protecting people. Um, now, all over the world is interesting because if it's all over the world, that would suggest that there is a global combined effort to do something like this, right? If we have our own underground bases in the United States where we're gonna try to wedge people, then it's an internal united states thing right but if we're shipping people off to greenland that means that there's a concerted global effort by all the governments to not only create these facilities but also to keep them a secret to suppress knowledge of them okay right? sure so that's interesting because that's you know that was that was brought up in the movie and something that was also touched upon in deep impact the second thing that was brought up in both movies and it's not something that you see popularized a lot in conspiracy theory and mythology it, it kind of only exists in these two movies as far as i know and if i'm wrong please let me know but the idea that there would be a lottery system to pick who would survive um okay that's something that you know doesn't take a lot of explanation in either movie but it's something that we have no precedent for in human history right and it's also something that it's not a wildly circulated conspiracy or anything right this isn't necessarily something it's not like we're talking about ufos or the moon landings fake or or 5g and your fucking coronavirus vaccines i mean but this is this is still something that kind of pop manifests in pop culture here and there the idea that if you were not allowed to save everybody you would have to kind of hand pick who would survive and who wouldn't. And some of that might be on random chance, some of it might be on profession. Gerald Butler gets saved because, and they, they don't go into too much detail about it. He just says, Oh, it must be because I'm a structural engineer. Because in the opening scene, they show him laying concrete for an office building that's being built. And I guess it would kind of make sense because you would need people in the new world to build things, right? Yeah. Um, but the idea that like there's some kind of or, or maybe there's you know like with everyone do-
0: out there or something that has right
1: or like the, the genetic traits or something and we're right. gonna keep these people and that's that's actually something that that's uh it's a plot point in greenland as well where his son's diabetic and they won't let his son uh onto the plane to go to the bunker because they don't want any they, they don't want genetic defects or anything
0: wow
1: right right and that's a whole different
0: well it's not like that this is an unheard of i mean right there's hitler so he's
1: (laughs) a good example yeah but i mean that's that's where you're actively yeah i I mean i get that but like um you know i guess the idea that there would be very selective um hand picking of people and these people will survive these people won't now if that's something that actually can if that's something that actually existed i mean there's no wonder why there's no leaked information about that stuff because that would cause fucking mass riots i mean how many people are you going to save and and more importantly how many people are you not going to save and those people that you're not going to save are going to fucking lynch the people that you are like the whole the whole plan goes tits up if anyone catches even a whiff of this shit there are
0: also i mean there's currently these these big underground facilities that private people or companies or whatever have have built that will take a deposit payment uh, for to um, secure your place in, in these bunkers. If you, um, you know, if shit goes down, which is kind of silly because you know how useful is money going to be? Uh, but they do exist. Um,
1: well, one of the arguments they make in 2012 is the reason they take the money now is because they still need to build the fucking things.
0: Well, what's so money the reason do you in apocalypse there, what what is money going to do in an apocalypse it doesn't it's matter.
1: not it, it's not about the, it's not about needing the money then it's about me needing the money now to now build
0: it. to make it now okay right
1: so like you want to build a bunker and you're going to charge a million dollars a bed okay but that's not because you want to have a million dollars in the bank when this all is said and I done it's because you need to hire the fucking immigrant workers to come in and build this shit for with the million dollars
0: well right and then if if if, if the world doesn't end in your lifetime then you've got millions of dollars
1: (laughs) (laughs) or hopefully you already spent it on the bunker and the bunkers there you know yeah if you if you really thought that this was going to happen then yeah you're not worried about stockpiling fucking cash a fiat yeah. currency for the fucking the next age you're really worried about getting these these things built and paid for now right. so that they exist you know
0: sure. there yeah that's true but i mean so that you know there is there is that influence of like money but you know when you look when you go through like um different military files and stuff i mean we've got plans for almost everything we've got plans for alien invasion we've got plans for a zombie outbreak (laughs) those are real (laughs) like they're out there it doesn't mean that they're going to happen no there's probably not ever going to be a zombie outbreak but um so surely they've got a, a doomsday plan for you know every scenario but you're right they probably don't have that information out there for everybody to see because it's it would be, it would do more harm than good.
1: Right. And, and you would need the, I mean, I guess if you're really concerned about, if you're really concerned about trying to save people and you're talking about a global killer event, right. Then you need to build the biggest bunker possible to save as many people as possible. And if those are being built, I mean, I don't think they're being Necessarily, but I don't know about any of them. You know what I mean? I don't know where they're at.
0: Yeah. But, well, so I mean, if you look at things like we've kind of talked about before on the show, like right Pat and their underground tunnels and things like that, I mean, those things would obviously be converted, you know, or well, maybe they're already livable down there, but they don't tell us that they're there. But they're most have, likely there, you know.
1: Have you ever heard about the mattress store? Yes. Spurs. Yes, <laughs> and well, that 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 is one explanation is that's why there's fucking mattress stores across the street from each other
0: yeah is, is
1: because these are not just
0: mattress stores
1: yes they're they're entry points that like you go like you know what i mean like you go in there and there's a back room and there's a fucking elevator that goes all the way down yeah. and that'll lead that'll lead to a fucking underground rail system or something and no, i've
0: never heard that that's interesting i guess i never really looked much into it but it is weird uh i had always heard that they were used for human trafficking which i guess they could have an underground a literal underground railroad for that um
1: well if it is human trafficking then it's got to be it's got to be some next level because you're not you're not building listen there's a lot of shit you can get away with but an underground railroad system fucking no, no 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 everybody knows about that so if it's you know what i mean like there's no way you could fucking do that through major cities and shit with it's not some like fucking Steven Spielberger has an underground train station that goes to the United States like
2: <laughs>
0: <That's>... <laughs> it wouldn't be an actual train station, but like to 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 get you underground to i mean maybe the tunnels would be a couple of miles long to get you to the next business, plop you in a car, take you to the next tunnel, go underground again i mean it would be it would it would give you less exposure,
1: yeah, but what I'm saying is that kind of system being in place is something that only the government could um kind of allow well sure so you know, it, it wouldn't and, be private and... industry it wouldn't be private it wouldn't just be like hollywood yeah. pedophiles it would that would have to be like no there's uh, the army corps of engineers is involved in this shit you know what right. i mean We're they're up, the ones
0: digging underground right. i mean it's a...
1: <laughs> right so that's why human trafficking like i don't I, that's a little fucking dark because at that point if you believe that the army corps of engineers is building train tunnels and fucking underground stations and shit uh, just to i mean but people kind of around.
0: rethink that so i don't know but people do think yeah that.
1: i don't yeah. want to live in that world i, I reject <laughs> right. that reality. That's like,
0: yeah, yeah that's too much that's a little that's a little out there for myself personally um but yeah i mean I, whatever the mattress store thing that's that's fun that's a fun thing um because it is weird um but anyway <laughs> what <laughs> we're gonna, but there are you know like again there are like privately owned bunkers that people have have built and made and, and like i said people secure their spot with the money but then it's like who's to say that they don't you know they take your money now in this life but then Come to find out, you're all fucked up, or you know, genetically, or whatever, and and they don't want you, so they just turn you down. I mean, fuck, you already paid your money. Who cares?
1: Right, and I always worry about that because, like, listen, like you 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 see these things where it's like, oh, this guy's got a uh, it's got a bunker and it's built into this hill, and it's like, yeah, dude, but like, if the fucking plate shift and the poles reverse and this land is underwater, like, I don't know, like, aren't you fucked, like? are you better off going in the mountains or you're better off going underground are you are you better off being up in the air or under the wall or underground I mean, cause because if
0: you go underground you always run the risk of being crushed
1: yeah i've had i've had nightmares where like uh there's a scenario like that and i'm in some underground fucking thing and yeah it's it's obviously not going to withhold whatever's going on upstairs
0: well right um, and just depending on what the scenario is i mean gosh if something happens to our atmosphere and not just our atmosphere so if something happens cataclysmically in space and we shift at all away from where we are it's gonna fuck up our gravity we're gonna die anyway <laughs> there's nothing yeah. anybody can do to stop it you know that's just the way it's gonna be um you know so i i mean i guess but these people i think really genuinely do get very obsessed and they they spend their all of their life you know at that point uh creating this this hobby i don't know if i want to call it a hobby i think that's a little unfair but that's basically what it is i guess and and i think they do their research i do i think they they do their homework so who knows maybe the guy that's got his bunker on the side of the mountain now that the mountain bunker's built he's ma- he's going to make an underground one
1: yeah I, I i mean i would rather go up than down i think that just seems to make more sense yeah um but i also think that there's a lot of like when you see a lot of these preppers it's like you know they're 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 protecting themselves from like maybe civil unrest or, or zombies or something ridiculous like that mm-hmm. but you know if there's any kind of like you know earth change that involves like you know oceans spilling out in dry land or something You're kind of, yeah. like that bunker is only going to get you so far buddy and i don't know how far you can keep digging before that shit just stops i don't
0: know Eventually, you need <laughs> before air before you, you know what i mean water. well so i mean you know i will say i'm not, not going to knock these people because you know what i'd rather have a bunker than not i'd rather have the something than nothing you know what i mean I, I'd, I'd rather have the chance if if something horrible was going to happen um i'd probably take my chances and 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 you know go try to live in my bunker and then if i die well fuck i did everything i could you know <laughs> yeah um, i just you know, I'll probably never invest that much money into it i mean i'd have to own property first and i'm pretty far behind that so
1: <laughs> i i always love seeing these movies where like because there's always a scene without fail every single time there's always a scene where like they're driving through a city right it's been announced on the news that this is happening right the, the cat's out of the bag yeah and there's they'll be driving through the city and there will be Pete. there's always a scene of a guy running down the street with a tv <laughs> <laughs> i'm always just like who the fuck is this like this guy did he, he did he only hear like half of the fucking news <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah. breaking news and then just like ran out and like knocked over a best buy but like i think th- that movie is there uh it happened in greenland but i think the first time i noticed it, you ever see the Nicolas cage movie um knowing no and it's where like he there's there's some kind of like code that he finds and i think it almost has to do with like that's a 2012 movie too i want to say and basically there's a solar flare that's going to wipe out earth and aliens come and take the kids so that the kids can repopulate another planet and uh well, basically
0: the aliens, wow,
1: yeah, oh, it's a good movie to check out. It's by the guy that did uh the Crow in Dark City okay. um. I'm not going to butcher his name right now but it's worth checking out knowing with Nicholas Cage. Uh but th- th- there's a scene where the the solar flare is going to hit and he's just trying to get to his parents' house to reconcile and he's going to be with his parents when the solar flare hits and he's driving through a city and there's people looting fucking liquor stores and someone's running down the street with the TV and you're just like, hey fucking what's going <laughs> to what do with the TV? The solar <laughs> flare is going to melt everything." And you're like, you're like, "Yo, she got this flat screens." Ah! you
0: know. He's probably like he's probably probably like something's going on in the news i don't have a tv and that's why i got the tv so he's, <laughs> he probably has no idea he just knows that shit's wrong but you know I, i've never noticed that before i'm gonna start looking out for that in my in my apocalypse movies
1: what are do you have a, a favorite one or, or one that kind of uh had weight with you as a child
0: well probably independence day was really popular um so you know that's well and, and obvious again i was a big will smith fan so it <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus. <laughs> I apparently
0: i loved *Muse* will smith um so yeah so i mean that one you know definitely sticks with me um but no i i guess I, I when i think about it i guess i haven't really seen a bunch um one of the more recent ones that i can think of that was done well in my opinion was uh this is the end was really good i like i yes. like wow. the aspect to it that's that's a good that's a good that, popcorn movie
1: that's a that's a curveball man why <laughs> because i i didn't even think of that but i mean it's no. very uh it's i saw
0: biblical. that in the theater.
1: Yeah. I mean it's, it's good. Crazy,
0: but it's, you know, it's what it's supposed to be. So, you know, it is what it is. But it it's a good movie. I mean, it's it's not it's not very well, I mean, it is kind of accurate to to the biblical stuff. I mean, they do kinda, you know, they get deep for a minute. Um, which is interesting because a lot of the times with these apocalypse movies, there's really not many that are about like the rapture and things like that. They're usually about attacks from space or you know, whatever. And so, um, but but it was done well. I liked it. Um and you know, I'll think... oh,
1: go ahead i felt like we were closing the show and i i had forgotten that i had pulled up on my notes on uh the book of revelation in case we wanted to go over that yeah um but yeah it's th- this is uh is it this is the end or the end this is
0: the end yeah
1: this is the end so uh what's his name seth rogan yeah had said that he always growing up he you know because he got started in show business kind of young he was on that show undeclared which was one of judd apatow's tv shows after freaks and geeks he's on freaks and geeks too but uh he he had wanted to all the scripts that he tried to sell hollywood were like ghostbusters this is the end well not this is the end obviously he wrote later on in life but stuff of that vein where he wanted to mix science fiction and comedy
2: and and all and,
1: and weird shit and uh that hollywood was like no 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 no, you don't you, you'll never just write a comedy just do super bad and that's why super bad was the first one and then w- once he did that he was able to kind of parlay it into bigger and bigger stuff and then he really swang for the fences with this is the end and i appreciate that um it was pretty good pretty good movie, pretty good movie. It, it, ch- it
0: really, it, people don't talk about it enough i I really enjoyed it i mean i don't know i don't know yeah. I, I feel like that whole that whole gang kind of gets shit on but i don't get it man i i i like those movies i don't know i guess when i want to watch a comedy i want to watch something that's just fucking stupid you know
1: <laughs> right
0: you know that's what no, i'm going I- for so um but yeah no this is the is, is a good one um and it's just it's it's a fresh take on on the genre you know what i mean it's something different and so it's not just all doom and gloom and then um i also re- i mean i i'll probably get hate on for this but that's fine i really like 10 cloverfield lane I, I like Yes.
1: That. Well that was you know that was not a Cloverfield movie. That was yes, the original script it was so so they did that for a while. Uh JJ Abrams was going to just like that other one the the the, the Cloverfield the paradox.
0: paradox. I didn't watch. That. I love
1: I love all three of those movies. Um Overlord was supposed to be another Cloverfield one and they just they they changed it. He just bought scripts and if Cloverfield was supposed to be like this franchise where um you know they were just there was no going to be no direct sequels they were had to be good stories and then they were just going to kind of throw in the cloverfield tag and that's why like that 10 cloverfield lane that's the address right and cloverfield paradox like that's the fucking thing up in space like you know what i mean
0: um they're not all really connected but you can definitely draw them together um yeah
1: but you you really have to do that like you have to uh, paradox not so much because it's obviously the monster although the monster is significantly larger than anything we saw in the first cloverfield movie and the aliens that you see in 10 cloverfield lane I don't even know how the fuck those tie back to either one of those movies. Um, because they're completely different. I mean they, they, they they're they in little flying saucers, like it's a completely different fucking thing. But um yeah, that was that was supposed that was not a supernatural script, the way that story was written. That that original and you can look this up on the internet. That screenplay was supposed to just be Tom or John Goodman was a fucking lunatic.
0: He did so good. Right. <laughs> he did a great job in that. When run. he shaves yeah what's
1: that when he he shaves
0: yeah
1: you know that he's gonna rape the shit out of her and it's such a subtle fucking character thing to do there has never been a more more ominous yeah but like seemingly benign thing that i mean it's such a great bit of like storytelling and character nuance holy shit when, i watched
0: when, it in the theater and i think that yes. that was really important because the atmosphere of every, everybody was confused you know nobody knew what to think and the whole time everybody's on edge like well is this guy just crazy as this really going on you know what's going on here everybody nobody knew and like you said in that scene especially everybody's like just waiting,
1: <laughs> right?
0: And it was just the air was so thick. You know, that's definitely that's one of those. You can enjoy it at home, but that's one of those movies that I feel like you almost. I mean, it, it, the theater experience didn't make it, but it definitely made it that much better for me. So maybe that's why I like it so much, and other people don't. If you didn't see it in the theater with a crowded theater, then I mean, it's it's a different experience.
1: Yeah, I went and uh I went with a coworker, and we had gotten drinks before we went to go see it. And I immediately wished that I was sober. I was like, oh, why am I drunk during this? This is fucking awesome.
0: Right. But I've since
1: seen it like two or three times. Like it's, it's, it's a, a, that's a good one too. I didn't even think of that.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It's a really good movie. And I mean, we won't give away every oh i guess we kind of already did kind of already spoiled it sorry guys but yeah it's it's a good one if you haven't seen it watch it and then you know if, you, if you're looking for a silly end of the world movie watch this is the end because they they did a good job as well and like i said they you know they they brought in you know the biblical stuff into it which was interesting i mean it was a different right. table um you know there but yeah those are both i recommend both of those
1: <laughs> There, there's a uh in this now that you bring up 10 cloverfield lane there's another movie called. um last night and it's it's kind of like an ensemble character drama where they never say exactly what's gonna what's gonna happen, but it's understood that like, you know, at six AM there's gonna be some kind of event and Oh, don't ruin it. It's gonna wipe out everything. Right. <laughs> I've, so I've it's
0: some, but I've heard of that one, yeah. I've for last that.
1: night, no, it's really it's really good. And it, it's 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 made from Toron it's made out of Toronto. Um so it's canadian and it's like the french it's a kind of the guy that did it is like french canadian you know how they have that whole deal going on up there yeah um but it's it's really good
0: (laughs) canadian deal
1: (laughs) yeah and it's a couple different you know who's in it sarah polly who was in uh the dawn of the dead remake and a couple other things she was in go but like um it's just it It just shows how different people would process it like there's a married couple that just wants to party and kind of do like the orgy thing there's one guy that's just trying to screw literally everybody he can you know there's people that want to spend it at home with their families and there's exes trying to reunite you know um and just the st different, like different ways that make that people would handle it process it you know but it's inevitable so it's like kind of like there's no there's you're not going to survive it there's no scramble where we got to get to the bunker it's just like we've known about this for three months everybody was going to commit suicide committed suicide the people that are left are the people that are going down with the ship and this is how they spend their last 12 hours yeah and uh it's kind of an interesting one to look at the psychology of how people would process that
0: yeah because i mean everybody knows about you know the the 2012 and independence day and arm again i mean everybody knows those you know these are kind of ones that people don't really discuss very often when when talking about these kinds of of movies so that's i think that's cool that's a good topic
1: well it, it brings into question like what after you're caught off after you're caught because like having lived through these now the year 2000 and the year 2012 and and last t- tuesday or whatever um you know we It's one thing to have apprehension where you don't know if it's going to happen or not, but what happens when you do know? What happens when it's not just a maybe anymore, and it's not just something that Alex Jones is talking about, or it's not just something that some internet crank is on fucking coast to coast AM trying to sell an ebook about?
0: Well, let me let me throw this out here because it is you know going back stepping away a little bit from like the sillier stuff, it is very, really kind of very eerie. Um, there's an episode of good mythical morning and uh which uh, i'm sure a lot of people know of Ret and link where they talk about how i guess cbs or somebody and you know whoever it is abc or whoever the fuck that is they have a tape that they're prepared to play oh for- it's t
1: it's it's uh tnt or it's it's ted turner's uh i think it might be cnn i know what you're talking about yeah
0: right so they were talking about it and they had an idea to go ahead and record a video for the end of the world and you can watch it and you know it really you know it's supposed to be silly it really is but it fucks with you yeah it does because you're like what if you know what if this does happen like you said what are you gonna what are you gonna do in that case what's
1: well did you ever see uh did you ever see gremlins 2 yeah they lampoon that scene at the end Where the Trump, the guy that's supposed to be Trump, Clamp, he's up in his office and he goes, well, it's time to play this tape. I hoped I would hope that we never would. But, you know, and he plays it and it kind of it plays over as like they prepare for the final battle with the ground. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a real thing. I want it. It's it's either TBS or TNT or something. I think tbs it's turner broadcast
0: companies you know but it, but yeah. it, is a, it is a thing and, and they have a tape that they're ready that's what they're gonna play when while the world ends and it's like wow and you know other 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 like I, family guy did it you know where it was a april fool's day prank where they were saying that the world was ending and then they're like oh just kidding it's not you know but they they kind of showed you know what you would do you know in that case of you know the world's ending or whatever i mean th- there there has been things that have like shown that that perspective of it but i guess you know when you really kind of sit down and you get into a certain mindset and you really think about it and you're like fuck this is eerie you know it's, it's really weird so i mean i can't imagine you know knowing that it's actually happening rhett and link like even take it very far like they to the point to where it's like shows them like dying and stuff <laughs> so check, check that video out but it's supposed to be fun <laughs>
1: i had uh when i when i worked midnights and i was like a very prolific writer uh and i say that with a smirk on my face uh one of the i was working on a stage play that was supposed to be about um it opens up with a guy at home and there's a knock on his door and he opens he's at home in his apartment he's just like presumably single guy and uh, there's a knock on the door and he opens it up and there's a dude in a military outfit and he comes in and he says listen Uh, the world's going to end in 36 hours and you've been selected to survive this. And, uh, you know, because of whatever reason, because of your, your career and, um, basically you are, uh, we will be back here in 24 hours to pick you up. And for the sake of, um, you know, the proliferation of the human race, you're allowed to bring three women into the bunker with you.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, and they need to be here in 24 hours when we come back to pick you up and, uh, you know, we're going to make an announcement tonight, uh, on the news. So if you tell them what you want to tell them, like, you don't need to keep it a secret, but, uh, you know, in an hour, there's going to be an announcement and then blah, blah, blah. And this dude has to, <laughs> this dude goes and, uh, you know, he's got to have these conversations with these different women in his life and try to convince them to come in the bunker with him. Okay. And there's like, so this was an idea that I had. <laughs> like I thought it was like the world's best idea in the world. I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, oh, it'll, be, it'll like work it's good a as a
0: bad idea.
1: It'll work good as a play, because you only have you could do it on a stage with just two people at a time. More or less, right? So the opening scene is just a card table with a guy, and he's sitting at the kitchen table, and there is another dude, and he's dressed up like a military dude. This you you could easily put this play on in a in a. You could run a theater, and with a with a with a small group of actors, you could put this play on, right? and uh but i started talking to people i started talking to girls especially and i'm like well what if someone came to you and said this right so let's look at the different girls he's going to go to number one he's got he's got a girlfriend right Mm -hmm. and the girlfriend is all about it until she finds out that there's two more that have to come in the bunker with him, and she's like well no like i'm not going to spend the rest of my life sharing you with other people like that's not what i'm into you know what I mean and then what happens if you go to an ex and the ex is like you know uh no I'm with this new person now and I don't want to leave them and I'd rather be with them when this ends even if it means I have the chance to survive like myself you know or what if you went to somebody that you were really good friends with that was like a real good female friend and you said hey do you want to come with and she's like so i'm gonna be your fucking sex slave now for until in this little underground cave like that's fucked up you know and so there's all these there's all these different reasons why people would say no like you think that like it's kind of like this like adolescent male fantasy but the more i started to think about it the more i started to talk to people about it the more i realized how quickly it would fall apart and how it would actually be kind of difficult to try to like you think you got three tickets to fucking you know, salvation, right? Sure. But like, it wouldn't necessarily turn out like that, right? So I don't know. That was always that was always an idea that I had that I never really did anything with.
0: But, <laughs> I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that'd be pretty interesting, actually.
1: Yeah, I think he ended up going into, he ended up only going into the bunker with one of one chick, and it was like some girl from like one of his. He was in night classes, and it was some younger girl that he was in, sat behind him in Com One Hundred and Two or something. Yeah. he's like you're kind of hot and she's like well i hate my parents anyway so let's do this <laughs> i think that that was kind of and he was gonna have two empty seats and be like i don't know what to do you know <laughs> I could find could find yeah. two other chicks that, you know
0: well man i think that'd be a good idea what do you guys think you guys think pat should uh finish this i don't think i don't think he's interested in doing it but
1: project for 2021 there, there you th- go i think can I crank good, that out in a month that'd be a good january project
0: i think yeah. i think that would be pretty interesting I, especially during these times i think people I, you can definitely uh monetize off of uh the pandemic right now so <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a hot ticket at the moment nobody really knows what the hell's going on so but either way uh this is this is a long one well wow. you guys get to bring in the, the new year with a long one how lucky how, how lucky for you
1: double-sized double-sized
2: uh, <laughs>
0: so you know as of right now i don't think that there are any upcoming doomsday dates um if if one pops up in our lifetime which i'm sure it will um again uh i it will probably be fine (laughs) and i'm just not gonna you know what i don't care if it's coming from the fucking president i'll just be like whatever (laughs) you're lying
1: (laughs) well that's that's kind of the uh interesting part about you know asteroids and stuff is that you don't normally hear about them until you get close like there's a possibility like going back to these bunkers maybe maybe there's something they spotted 20 years ago that isn't going to hit us for another 15 but when it hits it's going to be fucking big you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so i mean there's always always that
0: yeah i mean things shit could always go wrong at any moment
1: yeah or they could always spot something tomorrow that's gonna you know there's a whole lot of sky out there you know
0: it'd be interesting like if we saw something that was like a hundred years away and we can um you know if if we did spot something that we thought could you know and we knew long term like I said, a hundred years i'm not going to be around in a hundred years you're not going to be around in a hundred years um it's it's interesting to see that perspective as opposed to like even a year which we would still work our asses off but then at that point you know think about the advances that we would make to to leave the planet because we that's that would be our only option at that point
1: there's some people that think that that's what ufos are is a secret space program that's trying to build off world you know depositories of people so that we have a place to chill while shit hits the earth you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Or that's what some of these deep deep space probes that we send out there that they're gonna attach on to some of these to a, to a giant asteroid and they're gonna have solar flares and they're gonna try to nudge it off course so that on a long enough timeline it misses us <laughs> it hits Jupiter or whatever you know what I mean
0: uh, that would still fuck our world up. I mean I don't know if that's a good idea why it would hit us directly. <laughs>
1: Well, that's. I mean, that's why. That's why the Earth is is as habitable as it is is because we have Jupiter that that absorbs most of the fucking. Uh, it's such a huge, takes up such a huge part of the night sky. It it absorbs most of the debris oh, from yeah. space.
0: Every you know? single portion of our solar system is is which is you know I, I'm not a religious person, but it's definitely handcrafted for us to to live here. It's right. it's a perfect storm for us to be here, which is why. There are some people that do actually think that we're alone, that this isn't possible <laughs> because the way that everything is, is made up is just so perfect that, that you you could almost not replicate those results again, which I don't think so.
1: But I think I, it's so big and infinite that it, everything will replicate at some point. And the reason that it is perfect and it's like, wow, look how perfect this is. It's like, dude, the only reason that you have eyes to look at how perfect this is is because it is perfect. Because it's, kind it's kind of infinite. it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know what I yeah. mean?
0: it's just cyclical i mean that's all it is and so that's it's a very interesting it's a very happy catch-22 it really is i mean you know if you're if you're happy to be alive you know it's a very positive one (laughs) to have um but yeah so anyway um all right well i don't think i have anything else to cover here do you you want to say anything Uh, happy happy new year happy new year don't
1: you guys see you guys next year <laughs>
0: so, yeah we're gonna see you guys next year in 2021 don't uh don't drink and drive don't don't do that i don't care how good of a driver you think you are when you're drunk you are allowed to kill yourself but you're not allowed to kill other people Yeah. right you know that's that's important so um i i'm not going to tolerate it um anybody that that uh if you buy an uber for New Year's um and you send me your proof of purchase, I well, will listen
1: to you, this shit.
0: I will send you a picture of my boobs.
1: Okay. I was gonna say <laughs> well, what did you think was gonna happen? I thought you were gonna reimburse them or something. I was like, listen to this fucking big oh, shit no, my
0: are, they're worth more than than a Uber ride. So I um,
1: think that is uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh yeah so if you yeah so that's that's the deal uh you show me your uber receipts from uh from new year's eve and, and i will show you my boobs just don't drink and drive please
1: <laughs> such a humanitarian
0: <laughs> i know it's just natural uh you know my, my caring of people it's so it's so nice well you know you got to get people's attention somehow and i'm damn good at doing it so <laughs> all right then guys well we will see you next year